Boutique van de Zandschlop. Boutique van de Zandschlop. Boutique van de Zandschlop. Boutique van de Zandschlop. <laughs> We're watching. That's a guy playing tennis right now. That's a 26-year-old Dutch tennis player. Uh, we didn't already know. Shout out to the Dutch. We had... Oh, what... We were talking last night and you were like, we need to put a pin in this to talk about Oh, uh, uh, opposite side park, parking. Oh, opposite side. <laughs> that was like something really profound. Yeah, opposite side parking. Uh, no, we've got a... Uh, in reference to the, uh, the parks... Opposite side parking switching segment of this book, we have a uh, very stupid and non-entertaining. Uh, Is it just when we realize that our our, yeah, our own so, okay, street so there's had like it? yeah, so there's like this busted as hell old Buick Skylark that parks on our street uh, that's just like rusting into oblivion, but, but also like, has a very neat interior, yeah. and it clearly it looks like it it moves around, so you know it's running, and someone is like. Uh, and doing it's stuff with it always there uh, and it's at least 25 years older than every other car on our block and we were always walking by it and being like I wonder who the fuck li- uh, who the fuck's car is that um, and the other day yesterday we were walking out to go do something at about noon and we saw the old guy with like a cabbie hat sitting in the car kind of looking over at the school and i was like wait a second is uh, that's he, across is he, the, is the road from weird? our house yeah and Mo- molly was like is he is this some like weirdo uh sitting there like s- s- creeping on this creeping school? on this school and we just like oh well finally we saw the guy and then i was re- we were coming back i realized that you know 12 30 to 2 or or 1 or 12 to 1 30 on fridays on fridays is the street sweeping where you have to uh move your car to the opposite side of the street. And so what we were seeing was the old timer who drives the busted Buick Skylark sitting in his car, which he must do every, every Friday, Friday for 90 minutes. Car ownership in the fucking city, man. Yeah. It's one of the dumbest things that I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's just like a little like slice of life that's like, oh yeah, it's just like the 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 guys in the book who have to move the car every night. Yeah. Uh, a very important uh, plot point. Uh, yes, that even even in a you know kind of post uh, map shakeup uh, subsidized time Boston, it's still like this, still this got, dumb, yeah. dumb uh, urban urban tradition. You still got opposite side parking. Yeah. All right. What do you think? Hello. Hello. Welcome to Infinite Cast. Infinite Cast. Yes. Uh, let's do it. Okay. We didn't make much progress in the actual page count last week because we were in the uh the the footnotes for We had a big ass footnote. Yeah. Um but Forever. we've got we've got some new new stuff going on today. We're going sub subterranean. We're going underground. Going underground. We're going under You know like the jam song? Yeah. Uh I don't, but thank you. Oh, the jam. Good band. All right. Carved out of sedimentary shale and ferrous granite and generic morphic crud at more or less the same time, the hilltop's bulge was shaved off and rolled and impacted level for tennis are ETA's abundant tunnels. There are access tunnels and hallway tunnels with rooms and labs and pump room lung, pump rooms lung nexus off both sides, utility tunnels and storage tunnels and little blunt off tunnels connecting tunnels to other tunnels. Maybe about 16 different tunnels in all, in a shape that's more generally ovoid than anything else. 1111, uh, 1625 hours. Lamont Chu, Josh Gopnik, Odern Talat Kelpsa, Philip Traub, 
Tim Sleepy TP Peterson, Carl Whale, Kieran McKenna, the bulk of the ambulatory sub-14 male Eschatonites, plus 10-year-old Kent Blot, are 26 meters directly below the Hal-slash-Darkness matches show court with Glad Handle Tie, which takes us to... And no, to 70, um, the Glad Flaccid, Flaccid Receptacle Corporation, Zanesville, Ohio. <laughs> Back to the text. Glad Handle Tie Trash Bags and BP Low Diffusion Compact Mercuric Flashlights. Plus, Chew has a clipboard with a pen attached to its clamp with twine. The sounds of competitive sneaker movement and spectatorial bleacher squeaks on the surface, traveling down through meters of compacted crud and polymerized cement tunnel ceiling, polymerized cement tunnel ceiling with par- parget layer, parget layer, sound uh, rather like the stealthy dry scuttle of rodents, vermin. And this heightens the excitement that's part of why they're really down here. One part of the reason they're down here is that small U.S. boys seem to have this fetish for getting down in the enclosed fundaments underneath things. Tunnels, caves, ventilator shafts, the horrific areas beneath wooden porches. Rather, the way older U.S. boys like great perspectival heights and spectacular views encompassing huge swaths of territory. This latter fetish accounting for why ETA's hilltop site is one of its trump cards in the recruiting war with Port Washington and other eastern seaboard academies. (laughs) Another part is a semi-punitive shit detail in which certain players, judged to have been involved in the recent Eschaton non-strategic combat debacle, but who are uninjured, which takes us to EndNote 271, including Kay McKenna, who claims to have a bruised skull, but does not, in fact, have a bruised skull. (laughs) Back to the text. Uh, Uninjured and not in the much severer hot water that the big buddies on the scene are in have been punitively remanded below ground in PM shifts on what's supposed to constitute an unpleasant chore, to scout out the tunneled route, the Testar all-weather inflatable structure corps professional guys will have to take as they haul out from the lung storage room, the fiberglass struts and cross pieces, and dendrourethane folds that compose the lung for erection of the lung when the ETA administration finally decides that the late fall weather has gone beyond character building and become an impediment to development and morale. This will be soon. Because the prorectors live in rooms off the larger tunnels, and FDV Hard's physical plant and maintenance guys have their offices and supplies down here, and because Dr. James and Condenza's old optics and editing facilities are down here off one of the main tunnels and get used for lathe slash Ogilvy classes in entertainment production and for optical science tutorials, etc., and because a couple of the secondary and uh, off tunnels are used for temporary storage by departing seniors who can't tote eight or more years' worth of accumulated stuff in one postgraduate load, especially if they jet off to some novitiate pro satellite circuit for the summer because that means air travel, two bags plus a year max, some of the tunnels become badly littered in the warm season with trash-type material. And sometimes there's bulky possession-type overflow from the little curved storage tunnels off the pro-rector's hallway. Smaller kids are perfect for recons into low, narrow tunnels, partly, partly blocked with dross, and even though it's no secret around ETA that the smaller boys spend a fair amount of time down in the tunnels anyway, a, re- a retributive retributive aspect is lent to this recon detail by making the kids take down handle-tie trash bags to clear away littered exam papers and lab handouts, calculator batteries and banana peels and Kodiak smokeless tobacco tins and spirals of synthetic gut racket string and maintenance guys' hideous cigar butts 
Sleepy Teepee finds two bright Trojan wrappers just off the prorector's hallway tunnel, and then a couple meters farther along the floor, the vermiform gleam of an actual condom, and there's some high-register debate about whether it's a used condom or not, and poor old Kent Blot is finally put in charge of picking it up and putting it in a trash bag just in case it's a used condom. (laughs) and empty boxes of complimentary corporate gear and full boxes of faggy or poorly absorbent gear nobody wants and uh habitant uh can wrappers remember no what are those uh, pea soup pea soup habitant soup au pois and senior trunks and dorm-sized fridge lets etc and also to move whatever boxes they can have to clear them out of the test our guys access route into the long storage and pump rooms and Lamont Chu is supposed to note the location of any boxes or objects too bulky for them to move out of the way, and beefy custodial guys will be dispatched to handle them as they see fit. This is why a fair number of the smaller ETA males don't see Stice take a set off Hal and Condenza and nearly beat him, is that they were remanded down here by Neil Hardigan right after post-conditioning showers. As noted already, they don't much mind it being down here, now in one of the child-sized diameters off <laughs> child-sized diametered off tunnels between the prorector's hallway and the long storage room. The Eschatonites are down here quite a lot anyway. In fact, the sub-14 ETAs, historically, have a kind of tunnel club. Like many small boys' clubs, the tunnel club's unifying raison d'etre is kind of vague. Tunnel club activities mostly involve congregating informally in the better-lit main tunnels and hanging out and catching each other in lies about their lives and careers about ETA (laughs) and recapitulating the most recent eschaton, usually only about five a term. And the club's only formal activity is sitting around with a yellowed copy of Robert's Rules, endlessly refining and amending the rules for who can and can't join the tunnel club. A true boy-type club, the tunnel club's least vague raison d'etre has to do with exclusion. The vital no girls exclusion is the only ironclad part of the Tunnel Club's charter, which takes us to end note 272. This is why Anne Kittenplan, way more culpable for eschaton damage than any of the other kids, isn't down here on the punitive cleanup crew, is that it's become a de facto Tunnel Club operation. Lamont Chu was nominated to tell her she could blow it off and they'd mark her down as present, which was just fine with Anne Kittenplan, since even the butchest little girls don't seem to have this proto-masculine fetish for enclosure underneath things. (laughs) Back to the text. With the exception of Kent Blot, every boy down here on this detail is an eschatonite and a member of the Tunnel Club. Kent Blot, ineligible for eschaton because he's a humanities-type kid and hasn't even taken quadrivial algebra yet, and excluded from the club under every incarnation of the eligibility requirements thus far, is down here solely because he was heard to maintain at lunch that he was in the north part of the main tunnel between the Comad locker rooms and the subterranean laundry room this a.m., shortcutting back to his room in West House after drills and a sauna, and claimed to have espied, scuttling out of his mercuric light toward one of the secondary tunnels to subdorm C and D and the East Courts and this same general tunnel area they're in now, to have sighted what was either a rat or, he said, what looked even more like a concavitated feral hamster. They're back. So we were, we were just, just talking, talking about, about them. Last week, yes. So the Eschatonites are also enthusiastic to be down here for a potential rodent recon, checking out Blot's claim, and they brought what's either a very nervous or very excited Blot down with them so they can trace the possible routes Blot said he saw the rodent maybe take, filling their glad handle ties and noting heavy items along the way, and also so they can immediately encircle and discipline Kent Blot if it turns out he was yanking people's chains. Plus, they make Blot be the one to take full trash bags and tie their plastic handles together and drag them back to where the expedition started, 
the entrance to the large, smooth main tunnel by the boys' sauna, since none of them enjoys dragging full trash bags solo through dark tunnels with the rodential squeaking of match play and spectation far above. Chu holds a pen light in his teeth and writes heavy stuff down. They've filled several bags and gotten the lighter shit stacked off back enough to create a narrow route almost all the way to the pump room, around which room hangs a strange, sweet, stale Bernie smell that none of them can place. Ah, uh, I know the, what that is. The applause, as Hal and Condensa barely takes the first set above, sounds down here like faraway rain. I, I'm having difficulty placing the geography because he said this is there 26 meters below the... So, the thing... Like I think the way, way to think about it is that ETA is on a hill yes. shaved flat, and yes. this is literally like the meatus of the hill. Yes, but they say they're twenty six meters below the tennis court. You would not be able to hear anything twenty six meters below. Maybe it's just the you know the weird way uh, things things carry. I guess maybe there's a, because the ha- you know sound is weird. Sound boy. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, maybe because the pump room's down, there's like some kind of ventilator shaft or something that's carrying. Sound I think it's down, the but... combination of like tunnels and metal. Yeah, I guess twenty six meters is a little, uh, you, you know yeah. you're not gonna hear anything a, a meter below the ground. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Well, so time to send your ass into a tunnel to find out. All right. I uh, do you, oh, here's a question do you like tunnels yes I uh, don't there, there were tunnels under uh northwestern that we would explore that boys linked, uh the um you know the the student center to the observatory <laughs> the off tunnels dark as a pocket but warm and dry and there's surprisingly little dust ducks and coaxials running along the low ceiling make whale and tallet kelpsa have to crouch as they walk point clearing boxes, and trying unsuccessfully to move fridgelets back out of the way. There are several pockets of small but heavy dorm-sized Maytag fridgelets, the kind of thing no graduate takes with him. Uh, I I took my mini-fridge home with me, and my parents use it. Yeah? Yes. I believe it's in the garage. Yeah, gotta I have love a garage. my mini-fridge. Gotta have a garage fridge. Yeah. Uh, we have a mini-fridge. We have a mini-fridge because our nice fucking fridge, fridge is too small. Are, so we have a full mini-fridge that's just for beverages. Yeah. It's honestly, it's one of my favorite things. But it's it's way more uh, nice and elite than a co- collegiate-type mini-fridge. My co- my Yeah, I know I know what you mean, but my college fridge was pretty nice. But well, it was also, I could, look, I could probably pick it up by myself. Our mini-fridge has a glass door yeah. so you can see the beverages no, our, our mini fridge is, is swagged out yeah i, th- I only regret that we couldn't get light inside. i wish we got the red bull um oh, the yeah? official red bull fridge but it didn't fit i mean eventually if if we were uh, to eventually have a house with a garage what i would love to get is one of those disused like bin type fridges Mm. You know, that's just that has like the like the, a bodega drink. Yeah, style exactly. Thing? That has the the top loading door on oh, top yeah, of it uh, that you pull up it, that like the, a fridge shaped like a can. Yeah. You know? Yes. And potentially. I don't see why with, not? Potentially with Red Bull branding or. That'd be sick. We should Coca-Cola definitely put a, a yeah. Google alert out for that. If we ever get a you dump garage. ice in it and put a bunch of beverages in it. Hell yeah. And then just kind of like lives out in the garage uh, perpetually in the garage. In the garage, I feel safe. <laughs> uh, the kind of thing no graduate takes with him, paneled in dark wood grain plastic, some of them old models with three-prong plugs paneled. instead of chargers. Ooh, a wooden paneled mini fridge is also pretty, pretty nice. Some of the empty fridgelets have been indifferently scrubbed out and have their doors partway open and smell stale. Most of Chu's inventory for beefy adult removal removal are either fridgelets or locked trunks full of what sound like magazines and eight-year accumulations of pennies. The muffled (laughs) rodential squeak of sneakers far overhead excites the tunnel club boys and puts them on edge. 
Philip Traub keeps making little squeaky noises and secretly tickling the backs of people's necks, causing enormous excitement and much stopping and starting and tightly enclosed whirling around until Kieran McKenna captures Traub tickling Josh Gopnik in the bright beam of his PB light and Gopnik punches Traub in the radial nerve and Traub clutches his arm and weeps and says he's quitting and going topside. Traub's the youngest kid here except for Blot and is a probationary second string launcher in most eschatons. And they have to stop and let Chu, Note, and Mark II discarded fridgelets while Peterson and Gopnik try to distract and amuse Traub into staying and not retreating back up to Nwangi and making a high-pitched stink. <laughs> discarded fridgelets, empty boxes, immovable, immovable and complexly addressed labeled trunks, used athletic tape and ace bandages, the occasional empty Visine bottle, which Blot stashes in his sweatshirt pouch for Mike Pemulus's next contest, optics one and two lab reports, Broken ball machines and stray tennis balls too dead even for the repressurization machine. Broken or discarded TP cartridges of stroke analysis filmings or worn out entertainments. <clears throat> uh, an anomalous set of parfait glasses. Fruit peels and Amino Pal energy bar wrappers that the club Amino it, <laughs> that the club itself had left down here after meetings. Discarded curls of grip and tensile string. Several incongruous barrettes. Several old broadcast televisions some older kids used to, like, keep around to watch the static. And along the seam of wall and floor, brittle limb-shaped husks of exfoliated pledge. Expanses of arm and leg already half decayed into fragrant dust. This comprising the bulk of the crud down here. And the kids don't much mind scanning and inventorying and bagging it because their minds are diverted by something else very exciting. A, possible, a kind of possible raison d'etre for the club itself. Unless Blot had been tweaking their units, in which case, look out, Blot, is the consensus. <laughs> Gopnik to a sniffling Traub, while Peterson shines his flashlight on the clipboard for Chew. Mary had a little lamb, it's fleece electrostatic, and everywhere that Mary went, the lights became erratic. <laughs> Carl Whale pretends to be immensely fat and moves along the wall with a blimpish, splay-legged waddle. Peterson to Traub, while Gopnik holds the light. 18-year-old top-ranked John Wayne had sex with Herr Stitt on a train. They had sex again and again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> Which, there we go. Which the slightly older kids find more entertaining than Traub does. Kent Blot asks why a wispy-dicked blubberer like Phil gets to be in the tunnel club while his own applications get turned down. And Talit Kelpsa cuts him short by doing something to him in the dark that makes Blot shriek. Oh, miserable boys. I know, I know it's what you got to do. You got to do. Boys will be boys, huh? Yeah, you never had that. You never got to experience the joy and terror of a like six-month phase of your life where every time you saw your friends, it was a distinct possibility you might get punched in the dick. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, that's part. That's part of the. That's part of the charm. You got punched in the dick. You got. Ours was gotta just like you well, just got to punch all your boys in the dick every time you see them for like you know a year or so, and then you get it out of your system. That that was your gauntlet. Mine is just like you know hanging out with your girls and just uh, waiting for the day that they just ice you out completely for no and for, no, for discernible. no for no discernible reason other than you are the weakest in the pack, and then it's curtains for you. <laughs> uh, you you I will mean, not learn how to do the choreographed dances uh, at the to Missy Elliott at the at the school dance. <laughs> you will not find out the newest and latest I mean, choreography. I guess in the end, I would rather have the the at least at least once you get punched in the dick, the pain goes away after a few minutes. <laughs> Honestly, think, thinking about it, I would rather get punched in the dick. Well, <laughs> being being a been, young girl fucking sucks. Well, you've never been punched in the dick. So yeah, that's true. I don't have you one. You can't speak so flippantly about it. That's true. 
it's uh you know different different strokes for different folks these are the the, the this are the uh essential look i hate to be a gender essentialist but these are the, the essential differences it's, between men let's and women. say you know it's more it's more sex essentialist in the way yes, that exactly. a lot of these things do seem to have to do a little bit with Looks, parts look some women can get punched in the dick too <laughs> I won't. I won't be addressing that. Uh, it's utterly dark, except for the dime-sized discs of their low-diffusion BPs, because they left the tunnel's strings of bare overhead bulbs off. Because Gopnik, who's originally from Brooklyn and knows from rodents, says only a complete booger-eating moron would do rat reconnaissance in the light, and it seems reasonable to assume that feral hamsters also have a basically ratty attitude about light. Or I'm toward just light. imagining if instead of mice in like New York apartments, that you would get. A little feral <laughs> hamster. Have little hamsters. Oh man! But then you would have to kill them and get them out of your apartment. That'd be sad. Yeah, I wouldn't want to kill hamsters. Chu has blot see whether he can lift a bulky old doorless microwave oven that's lying on its side up next to one wall, and blot tries and barely lifts it and pules. And Chu marks the oven down for the adults to lift and tells Blot to drop it, which invitation ta- Blot takes literally. And the crash and tinkle infuriate Gopnik and McKenna, who say that scanning for rodents with Blot is like fly fishing with an epileptic, <laughs> which tears Traub up quite a bit. Feral hamsters, uh, boogie-wise right up there with mile-high toddlers, skull-deprived wraiths, carnivorous flora, and marsh gas that melts your face off and leaves you with exposed gray and red facial musculature for the rest of your ghoulish pariah life in terms of late-night hair-raising concavity narratives, are rarely sighted south of the lucite walls and ask-me checkpoints that delimit the great concavity. And only once in a blue moon anywhere south of like the new border burg of Methuen, Massachusetts, uh, whose Chamber of Commerce calls it the city that interdependence rebuilt. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, Pache Blot are hardly ever seen solo, being the sort of rapacious, locust-like mass movement creature that Canadian agronomists call Piranha of the Plains. <laughs> <laughs> An infestation of feral hamsters in the waste-rich terrain of Metro Boston, to say nothing of the clutter-tunneled t- uh, clutter ETA grounds, would be an almost grand-scale public health disaster, would cause simply no end of adult running in circles and knuckle-biting, and would consume mega-calories of displaced pre-adolescent stress for the ETA players. Every ear-cocked, eye-peeled, bag-toting kid in the off-tunnel this afternoon is hoping hamster in a big way, (laughs) except for Kent Blot, who's hoping simply and fervently for some sort of rodential sighting or scat sample that'll keep him from being (laughs) disciplinarily hung upside down in a lavatory stall to shriek until a staff member finds him. (laughs) He reminds the tunnel clubbers that it's not like he claimed he espied the thing actually heading in this direction, He'd only seen the thing scuttling in a way that seemed to suggest a tendency or, like, probability of heading in this direction. One whole box on its side with its frayed strapping tape split has spilled part of a load of old TP cartridges, old and mostly unlabeled, Mm. out onto the tunnel floor in a fanish pattern. And Gopnik and Peterson complain that the cartridge case's sharp edges put holes in their glad bags. And Blot is dispatched with three bags of cartridges and fruit rinds, each only about half full, back to the lit vestibule outside the Comad tunnel start, where a serious pile of bags is starting to pile fragrantly up. Plus a confirmed feral hamster sighting, Chu and Gopnik and STP Peterson have agreed, could well distract the headmaster's office from post-Eschaton reprisals against big buddies Pemulus and Condensa and Axford, whom the club's Eschatonite faction doesn't want to see reprised against particularly, though the consensus is nobody would much mind seeing the malefic 
and kitten plan hung up to dry in a serious way. <laughs> Plus, hamster incursions could be posited to account for the occult appearance of large and incongruous ETA objects in inappropriate places, which started in August with the thousands of practice balls found scattered all over the blue lobby carpeting in the carefully arranged pyramid of AminoPal energy bars found on Court 6 at Dawn Drills in mid-September and has gained momentum in a way no one cares for one bit. Feral hamsters being notorious draggers and rearrangers of stuff they can't eat but feel compelled to fuck with anyway somehow. And so ease the communal near hysteria the objects have caused among aboriginal blue... <laughs> aboriginal blue-collar staff. Uh, that's not very nice. And sub-16 ETA uh, alike. Which would make the Tunnel Club guys something like heroes foreseeably. <laughs> They move along the tunnel, their mercuric lights Xing and separating and forming jagged angles, colored faintly pink. But even a confirmed rat would be a coup. Dean of Academic Affairs, Mrs. Inc., has a violent phobic thing about vermin and waste and insects and overall facility hygiene, and orkin men with beer bellies and playing cards with naked girls and high-heeled shoes on the backs, orkin. McKenna's claim, uh, spray the bejesus out of the ETA grounds twice a semester. None of the younger ETA boys, who have the same post-latency fetish for vermin they have about subterranean access and exclusive clubs, none of them has ever once gotten to see or trap a rat or roach or even so much as a lousy silverfish any place around here. So the unspoken consensus is that a hamster would be optimal, but they'd settle for a rat. <laughs> Just one lousy rat could give the whole club a legit raison, an explicable reason for congregating underground. All of them are a bit uneasy about liking to congregate underground for no good or clear reason. Sleeps. You I think mean, tunnels feel secret, so yeah, it's just fun yeah. to like go go to a place. And there's always a mystery, and there's a sense of discovery, even if you you know it's just like an access tunnel or something. What I like to do also in middle school, being lost or you know being unobserved, which is like one of the most important yeah, just things ha- you can have. Hiding, as like a hiding from the way the eyes of the prying eyes of yeah, exactly of authority figures. Just hiding in that's general. a good enough reason, boys. God, the <laughs> the number one thing that I feel well you know that's the one of the tension of being that age especially like young teenagers the tension between wanting to hide and wanting to be constantly observed and have attention on you you know yeah totally it's good to get get out of there also yeah. get get in your room with the door closed yes oy, oy, oy. oh to have a room <laughs> to have a room yeah room that's the thing these boys have no own. privacy they yes. all have roommates yes which i'm sorry i i do think i don't know if it's that character building but it's good to have a roommate to to do a little bit of character building but a certain point i think privacy is very important you gotta have a, a little privacy it is to me it's even crazy that you at the age of 18 have to live with someone in college yeah Who, well when i mean you, when I the d- fuck are you supposed to masturbate <laughs> i guess well, you I do mean, it in the bathroom huh yeah well i that's not very romantic for girls. Uh, did your school ever have the thing where uh, they had to put signs up? Your college have things where they had to put signs up in the bathrooms to be like, boys, stop masturbating in the shower. It's causing clogs. You know, they never did that. Although I didn't. We we had suite style bathrooms, so it was shared uh, by a, mo- a mono gender. Um, yep. So I don't know what happened in the boys usually. Yeah. But there was there's an eco club at my college that uh, designed to, you know, Ha ha ha! Fight climate change. Uh-huh. Lol. Yeah. Good job, the, guys. The, the yeah, the student, the student uh, volunteer association of Skidmore is going to yeah. really put a dent. In really that. put a dent in it. But one of the signs that they put up in bathrooms that s- said, "Don't waste water. Shower together." <laughs> Which I cannot believe they let that. It, it was in the same wall that the, you would have a uh, 
a paper up that would be like, watch out for getting raped. And then it would be <laughs> like, but also fuck in the shower. I'm like, wow. what is this? What is college? Mixed messages. Mixed messages. Just have consensual sex in the shower. Uh, I was an only child, so I had a lot of private room time when I was a kid. But so for me, I think uh, having a college roommate was actually, you know, that's that's the right time to, to learn to like share space with somebody. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure you were courteous. Uh, some people were, we're clearly never had to share a room. I, I shared a room until I was 12. Uh, well, some people had to share a room and you could didn't have to share a room. You could tell. They were quite rude. Anyway. Sorry, reminiscing. Uh, sleeps, you think you could lift that and carry it? Chew man, I wouldn't even get up next to whatever that is, much less touch it. Blot's footfalls and tuneless whistling can be heard from far away, returning, and the distant squeak of overhead sneakers. Gopnik stops and his light pans, playing on faces. Okay, some somebody farted. What's this up next to it, sleeps? Chew backing up to widen his light's beam on something broad and squat and dark. Can I get some lights over here on this, you guys? Because did somebody go ahead and cut one in this little unventilated space? Chew, it's a room fridge, that's all. But it's bigger than the room fridges. But it's not as big as a real fridge. It's in between. I do smell something, though, Gop, I admit. There is a smell. If somebody farted, speak up. Otherwise, it's a smell. Don't try to describe it. Sleeps, that's no human fart I've ever smelled. It's too powerful for a fart. Maybe Teddy Schacht was having an attack and staggered down here just to cut one. Peterson trains his light on the mid-sized brown fridge. You don't possibly think. Chu says, no way. No way. What? Blot says. Don't even think it, Chu says. I don't even think any kind of mammal could fart that bad, Chu. Peterson's looking at Chu, both of their faces pale in the mercuric light. No way somebody would graduate and leave and put their fridge down here without taking the food out. Blot goes, is that the smell? Was this Pearson's fridge last year? Sleepy TP turns around. Who smells a like a like decay element? <laughs> Lights on the tunnel ceiling from upraised hands. <laughs> Quorum on decay type odor. Should we check? Chu says. Chu says. Blot's hamster might be in there. Gnawing on something unspeakable, maybe. You mean open it? Pearson had a bigger than usual fridge. Open it? Chu scratches behind his ear. Me and Gop light it up. Peterson opens it. Why me? You're close to sleeps. Hold your breath. Jesus, well, back up off here so I can jump way back if anything, like, flies out. Nobody could be so low. Who would go off and leave a full fridge? Happy to back way, way off, says Carl Whale, his light receding. Not even Pearson could be that low, leaving food in an unplugged fridge. This could explain rodent attraction and then some. Now look out. Ready? Humph. Ow, get off. Put the light over. Oh, my God. Ew. Oh, my God. War. Such a smell I'm smelling. There's mayonnaise. He left mayonnaise in there. Why the bulge in the top of the lid? The ballooning carton of orange juice. Nothing could live in that, rodent or otherwise. So why is that sandwich meat moving? Maggots? Maggots. Shut it. Sleeps. Kick it shut. This right here is exactly as close as I'm ever getting to that fridge ever again, Chew. The smell's expanding. I can smell it from here, Whale's tiny, distant voice. I'm not enjoying this at all. This is death. Woe unto those that gazeth, gazeth on death. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> what are maggots? 
Should we just run really fast the other way? Second that. This is probably what the rat or hamster smelled, Blot ventures. Run! High receding voices, bobbing lights, whales light, way out front. What do you think? Yeah. Place to stop? Yeah, we're at like 31. That's, yeah. Great. Um, <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. Uh, I had kind of a summer job with my friends. Um, with I your think, friends? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, my, my, God, my, my, my dad and stepmom had bought a, uh, a, we're we're like trying to develop an old building in northern Kentucky into like a, a restaurant and cafe, but there was just like a ton of shit in it. So they hired me and like three three of my high school friends to um hired. I mean they they paid me as their son and like three of my high school friends to just like do this clear yeah. junk out of Clean it. Clean junk. Yeah. One summer in high was school. It, fun? it was fun. I found a trombone. <laughs> uh but it was Was it in good working order? Uh I mean, yeah, but I and you didn't start a ska band. Why? I mean, I, trombone's I, hard. I, I, yeah, I didn't have time to learn to teach myself trombone over that summer. You were busy with cleaning out cl- this house. I was gonna say clar- clarinet. What was your what was I your clar- um, yeah? I played clarinet in band. Okay. Um. No, you're yes. You were busy cleaning out this house. Uh, yeah, but I basically had this same experience. A little older than fourteen, probably sixteen, seventeen. I was old enough to drive because I was using a car to truck shit away. But yeah, very familiar feelings of finding old disgusting stuff yeah because the basement had they were they they were trying to turn it into like a, a cafe like an upscale coffee shop uh that also served like breakfast a hard rock cafe yeah hard rock cafe um i love the hard rock i love the hard rock um but, but yeah it, it, it had been like a kind of sleazy or like greasy spoon restaurant in the basement and then like people lived in the top two floors and then everybody who worked and lived there just like left one day so it was like a lot of Ooh. old food and just like abandoned like junk and the people there who lived there had like a real like hippie vibe so it was just like very like you know very much like years of smoking inside yeah yeah in, in this place so that sounds this, this take this gross but good yeah this this and you know we were like dip, dipshit kids we were we were we were nary but uh a 18 months or maybe two years past our punching each other in the dicks phase no, i'm glad you um that. <laughs> so you know we, we were we were very much in this mode as we were uh you know engaging in this three or four week process of, of cleaning out this house uh so this is very familiar to me yeah the tunnels, the the male camaraderie slash uh, uh, teasing. Yeah, antagonism. Yeah, antagonistic camaraderie. I just don't. I don't like being teased, and that that's like the social <sighs> method of well, like being like that young school, is yeah. just like teasing each other and w- waiting Brutally, for people yeah. to break down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, trying to figure out exactly how far is too far. Yeah, and it also doesn't it totally make sense that like you know twelve year old kids who are like. Uh, uh, doja cat stands or whatever are like telling people to like kill themselves on twitter yeah well i mean that means so much less when you're that age yeah and also you're not you're not seeing you know it's Mm -hmm. that's not like you're not how do i put this the evil is more concentrated and more uh uh what's the word i'm thinking of diffuse uh if you're on the internet versus if you're in person you just punch someone in the dick look it is very you say who farted yeah exactly it is very generally funny to tell somebody to kill kill themselves (laughs) but you never know when you're going to actually be talking to somebody yeah, you don't want them yeah. to go through with it. You never want to be the thirteenth reason why. Yeah, high high risk, uh, yeah. high risk, and no no reward. Yeah, so can't do that. 
Yeah, and also against not. and also against TOS. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I really don't. I don't want to uh, catch a ban ever. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's not. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not something I'm. I'm prioritizing. Oh, I'm. I'm just. I'm trying to think of what else to discuss. You know, well, I mean, this feel, this feels thing. like a very like first two hundred pages chapter. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, it's the I, first time I we're meeting the sub were... sub sixteen or the sub fourteen. Yeah, in any substantial way, and it's also like I assume that this chapter. I kind of assume that this chapter would end with them like discovering something important or or something. But mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It, it everything ends before anything happens. Yeah, I know. Cut this one. <laughs> we're we're two we're two in the shit. I want things to happen at this point. Yeah, but it's it's still a uh, uh you know a, a bird's eye or I guess a rat's eye view rat's of eye view. uh of you know, the crazy the... things that are going on at ETA the the objects moving around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We keep getting more examples of objects moving around, which I do appreciate. You yeah. Know? Also, I I might be pulling this out of my ass, but I think there was some kind of analysis that said that the shape of ETA. Uh, on the hill with the tunnels is like a heart, mm-hmm. uh, you know. Yeah, and the lung is the lung. And the lung is the lung. Um, I will say, uh, if we're searching on things to talk about, that uh, <laughs> Dave Foster Wallace came up on Chapo this week. Oh yeah, uh, Molly Lambert uh, brought him up, my queen, uh, in reference to his essay, Big Red Sun, uh, yes. and going to the porn convention yes. um, in the '90s, and how she. Uh, did the same a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that she brought up is that she kind of wanted to rectify what David Foster Wallace uh, hadn't done in mm-hmm. his essay, which is actually talk to people. Speak to people, yeah. Yes. He was he was basically hovering around, and the only person he uh, talked to was a, uh, like a, a, di- a guy named Dick Filth. <laughs> yes, I remember that, yes. Yeah, a, a veteran, uh, like, AVN Performer journalist. Or, or, yes, yes, yes. He was like a blog. He was like a proto-blogger. Por- yeah, he wrote, like, porn <laughs> reviews, and, like, po- he, like, covered, like, industry news. Look, Dave Foster, I, I, I will, t- <laughs> I totally uh, take that. Well, not that I'm like a huge defender. Again, we're the point of this whole series is exploring whether or not uh, David Foster Wallace is uh, good for for dudes or not. Yeah. Uh, oh, good. Sorry, it it's just I look I looked coming. up and I'm like, oh, it's clouding over. Uh, we to, a, a little peek behind the curtain here. We are. It's about twelve thirty on a Saturday, and we are diligently waiting for it to rain for like an hour so that it can stop raining so that we can go to the park. Yeah. Uh, so we're like both staring at our skylight at the sky, waiting for the clouds to come. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but you know, uh, Dave Foster Wallace, king of ob- observing, uh, not very good at talking to people because he is a dork. dork. Yeah, it's which I my selfish like nature is that I am exactly the same way. Yeah, I I'm really good at talking to strangers in a non work context, but, but like. Yeah. Even oh, it like, always feels like such an imposition to do it journalistically. You I'm know? real. I'm so bad at journalism. I suck yeah, ass at it. Like any kind of actual. I there's a reason I'm not any kind of reporter or anything like that. I'm I'm there for the vibes, and so is David Foster Wallace. Yeah, I mean, and that is certainly one way to do it is just to see everything, and and certainly you know you can tell from his brain that you know he has like such an omnidirectional, uh, you know, sensor. Yes, yeah, sensor. Where he can just like walk into a room and like you know immediately ha- yeah have like ten thousand words on what on specifically what the vibe is yeah. in a very erudite way but yeah. 
uh, God forbid he actually talked to a uh, pornography actress because I'm sure that he would go. (laughs) (laughs) He would be like the alien in uh, Futurama. Yeah, exactly. Kiff from Futurama. (laughs) 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's not that's not his uh, forte. It seems like uh, wow, that brain uh, really is coming fast. It's co- it's coming fast and thick. Yeah, we, we might get some ASMR soon. Yeah. Um, I'll hold my microphone up to the yeah. We'll <laughs> open the, the skylight and, and try to recreate the magic from episode forty-two, our infamous <laughs> thunderstorm episode. Uh, David Foster Wallace, uh, from what I've heard of his uh, sexual exploits, much preferred being like Mister Writer Guy and like yeah. a fan of his writing, uh, like emailing him. Uh, that's a real story, by the way. Mo- remember Morgan told us. He knows someone that hooked up with him because she basically like, like emailed, emailed him, him and was like, I like your work. And he's like, come hang out. <laughs> what a nerd. Yeah, that's all. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, the David Imagine Foster- David Foster Wallace trying to explain what his thing was to like a 90s pornographic ac- a- uh, actress. I'm sure, you know, they've seen it all. It's, it's whatever. It's true. But, but it- like. I mean, I would even say like uh, David Foster Wallace is uh, the John McCain campaign trail yes. up Simba. That was also I don't think he ever spoke to John McCain. No, he talked to the like the camera guys. He talked to the camera guys uh, because that's a level of status that he's like these guys are the same status as me. So I can, like, he gets, talk about to me. It, he gets an him. interesting story about that, which is just a different view of what a campaign is. Yes. I would also say the same for a supposedly fun thing I'll never do again. The only person he seems to talk to besides his uh, assigned dinner table mates. Or wait, no, the ping pong people? There's like a cruise like director of sorts. And he asked him at one point, apparently he's like obsessed with the idea of sharks being in the water that they're sailing through. (laughs) And he, I don't know if this is a joke or if it's serious, but at one point he he asked the cruise director if he might possibly have a, like a bucket of au jus to pour over the side. To chum the water. the, to chum the waters to see if he can attract sharks and then he's like <laughs> that guy now thinks I'm nuts and he basically like avoids me and like restricted my journalistic access <laughs> anyway he's a he's a freak that's why I love him but yeah. Molly Lambert is right she is right that you yes. do need to talk to the point the porn actors yeah if you uh, want a story about them yes in uh, theory uh, and the 90s was such an interesting time for porn too uh, now it's like really now you just have Rashida Jones being like are you being trafficked <laughs> blink well, twice if you're being trafficked yeah I mean um, like look I, I like Molly Lambert a lot and uh, she certainly had a very rosy depiction of uh, um, her experience at, a, at AVN yeah it's an industry it's a fucking industry conference it's not yeah. like a, a um, you know the dark night of a soul yeah. it's just it's a it's a work thing like any other yes Yes, yes, yes. They should uh, have it at the Javits. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, the Javits an AV, Center an is AVN the East. Yeah, the Javits well, Center is the conference center in New York. For, yeah, for those giant glass know. square, glass cube on the, on it's, the east. The Javits Center the going in it is like being in an airport with no planes. Yes. so it's like it is. Per, it's deeply purgatorial. It feels very uh, like a Verhoeven-y vision of the future. Like it's weird. Schwarzenegger, and should, yeah. it's where we got vaccinated. It is. Guarded by the army. <laughs> yeah, uh, I got a I got a jab from a be- a beefy a sexy army nurse. Yes. Anyway, uh, ten out of ten would would jab would jab, jab again. again. Um, I want another one. It's uh, this this fucking COVID shit is getting out of control. Give give us more shots. 
I'm hoping you got it last night. <laughs> Sorry, that's really rude. Yeah, we're like we're what, we're getting like, we're getting we're, we're having our wedding in a couple wedding. weeks, and there does seem to be like an unreported but real COVID surge happening, yeah, especially but- in New York, and like. We're you know the immunity is is fading and uh, I I would like Chris to get some very very light COVID as a treat. Uh, yes, uh, I I am like an active like give me COVID phase like cough in my mouth phase so I can get it and, and, get it be, and be done, done uh, within like so it's over like five days before our wedding supposed to happen so I can like just be be confident that I'm not gonna have to fucking like cancel my wedding or whatever. Prayers up. <sighs> <laughs> Anyway, anyway, anything more here? Anything <laughs> more you want to talk about? I don't uh, think so. I think I'm any exhausted. Any good discourse this week? Well, the, I mean, this week was not good. Oh yeah, was, I don't. I don't know. Like, I don't even really want to talk about it because I, I really don't have anything to say other yeah. than like, uh, f- fuck, ah shit, ah shit, yeah. ah damn. Anyway, uh, <laughs> uh all right. Yeah. Bye. Well, uh, bye. 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 See you. See you next week. See you next week. For another uh, episode of Infinite Cast. Infinite Cast. Also, we have another podcast called and Introducing Podcast about words about music. If you know, you know, and if you don't, now you do. We are uh, published a recent episode uh, about uh, Peter Steele from Typo Negative, another nineties, an yeah, nineties legend. Uh, Peter Steele had as good of a nineteen ninety six as David Foster Wallace did. <laughs> uh, though I'm sure the two of them never never hung out. Some guy out there in nineteen ninety six was the person who was both a typo negative and infinite just fan and if that's you reach out yes. we'll, we'll send you a sticker or something <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any stickers no more gifts no more gifts well one more was... gift actually i owe i owe one person a gift okay. that i need to send out soon um but yes <laughs> all right bye, bye.